0: Cybersecurity breaches are partly software problems and partly people problems. Agencies could do a lot to lessen their software vulnerabilities if they insisted on development using secure frameworks. That's the subject of an important draft document out from the National Institute of Standards and Technology. I spoke with the paper's co-authors at NIST. Donna Dodson is chief cybersecurity advisor, and Marugia Sapaya is a computer scientist. We started with the purpose of the paper and why so few development groups seem to use these security frameworks
1: been studying this problem uh, for a bit, Maruja and I have, and been thinking about the opportunities to really make uh, security an important pillar in the software development process, as have other organizations been thinking about this for, for some time. So we developed a white paper that provides recommendations on a core set of high-level secure software development practices, called a software, a secure software development framework, to be added to the software development lifecycle implementation. Maruja, do you want to talk a little bit about why we did this?
2: Yeah. So uh, traditionally, um, folks. Have looked at software development and engineering practices, um, focusing mainly on the functional capability, resiliency, and safety. Um, we believe that there's a fourth pillar, as Donna mentioned, which is security. That folks should also take into consideration. Um, the The reason behind this is the uh, the threat landscape is continuously evolving, and attackers are actively discovering, exploiting software weaknesses to compromise. The services application system to to gain access to the organization data. Sure. So as a result of that, it's critical that software development should be integrated um, as a core practices to uh, to the uh, software development lifecycle.
0: And Marugia, when people say they want to bake software security in rather than add it later, is this what they mean, basically?
2: Yes. So you 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 definitely need to take security into consideration. You know, as you're developing the software, and you don't do it after the software has been produced. So this gets translated into integrating this the these practices throughout the software development lifecycle, so that uh, you can in provide a secure tool chain to support the pipeline for developing software, so that it becomes second nature to the to the developer to have these best practices. Uh integrated in their pipeline.
0: And in layman's terms, that is people that might be program managers that worry about this but don't have direct control over the development itself or, or not programmers, how do you describe these frameworks and what do they do that, that uh, software developers don't ordinarily do right now, especially given the fact that, as you say, the threats are always changing and you want the software to be able to keep up?
2: Yeah, so I, I think it depends on the organization, current posture, uh, level of maturity and practices. Uh, I believe that there's a few things that are valuable to have in place if an organization is developing application services that they're providing to, to the general public. Um, so let, if we start with the notion that um, software vulnerabilities will be discovered and they will be exploited by attackers out there in the wild, so organizations should at least have a, um, a playbook in place to respond to vulnerabilities that are reported by by these uh, attackers. In particular, for example, uh, the organization should have a product-concerned response team that's ready to triage and confirm that the reported vulnerabilities are real. Uh, The team should be prepared to analyze the root cause and develop a remediation plan to fix all of the vulnerabilities within their software pipeline. And then uh, the root cause itself. To it is critical to to discover that so that the security um, coding practices could be implemented across the the whole tool chain, so that we could identify a particular class of vulnerabilities, so that it can be er- eradicated at the root. At the root
0: level. We're speaking with Marugia Sapaya, he's a computer scientist, and Donna Dodson is Chief Cybersecurity Advisor at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. And Donna, it sounds like this is most this is not just a development issue, but a life cycle and program management issue as you deploy software.
1: That is correct. And in addition, so the practices that Maruja described are really essential as that fourth pillar of building in security into the software development lifecycle. This paper um, also provides a tool to understand your security requirements. And that's both from the developer side as well as the consumers who are using or procuring that software and that capability, it provides the opportunity for them to have a conversation on why this software was developed with these security notions, what evidence is available to take a look at for, for both parties during the testing process. It also provides an opportunity to build automated security tools into the tool chains used by developers to help and make it easier for them as they add security as a a pillar to the work they are doing. It provides them security from from the beginning from the beginning of that life cycle it provides an opportunity to verify those requirements are met when the code is released and to be able to update the code and continue to maintain that important security posture so just being able to describe those practices from the developer side and having that available to the consumer to have better conversations, I think, is, is another critical component of the paper.
0: And, of course, a lot of federal software development is done by contractors. So it seems like the contracting team somehow needs to make sure that these framework practices for security are in place contractually and in reality at that, uh, at that contractor.
1: It gives that tool to be able to have that conversation um, uh, instead of something more nebulous, consider security. It gives the both the consumer and, and the developer uh, a tool to be able to have a conversation around this, yes.
0: And Maruja, what is the status of the paper and can and should people comment on it at this point?
1: Yes, so the
2: paper is out for public comments, and we are accepting um, feedback till um, the middle of, of August. So we welcome any feedback and um, and comments in general around the topics, and also um, potential future things that we could do around this in terms of um, applying this to some of the uh, uh, development model. Um, for example, what would the, uh, the secure software development framework looks like if we were going to implement it across a, uh, a DevOps kind of pipeline. What are some of the activities, some of the practices, how we translate them into into those area of, of activities? So um, comments and feedback are, are welcome.
0: Marujir Supaya is a computer scientist and Donna Dodson is Chief Cybersecurity Advisor at NIST. Thank you both very much.
1: Thank you. Thank
0: you. We'll post a link to their draft paper and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. (coughs) Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Regola Max now. Available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Winter season is here, and Discount Tire wants you to stay safe on the road. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com.
1: Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of.